Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Gresh and Fourier. Good football still is surrounded by don't turn it over, be explosive, score touchdowns in the red zone, be good on third downs, don't have lost yards plays and athletic quarterbacks that make off-schedule play. I don't know how that works. Andy Gresh. I've gone back and forth. I think the, the good thing is I actually have a vacation coming up uh, with the family, and then uh, I'm going to go hang out with Jay for a week. And I think just being able to get away from football, uh, I think especially as you kind of get older, I think it helps you put things in perspective, doing other things. So uh, it'll be early March, like second week in March, and you know we'll start to, I think for me and my wife, decide and you know plan uh, what the next year looks like. So it, it's, it'll be a, the right time uh, to really start digging in and make a decision. Christian Fourier. I need to see Coach Joe Mazzula in the moments where it matters the most. Is he going to be able to make adjustments through a seven-game series? Like I said before, they was going to win a lot of games in a regular season. But I just seen some games this season where Coach Mazzula had to come to the stand and say, it was my bad. Christian was right. Gresh and Fourier right now. I know that tequila and some tin cup last night got me right. I didn't stay out till 2 o'clock, but we wasn't too far from her. On WEEI. Into the final hour of Gresh and Fourier here today. Jones and Mago coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to go uh, mock, mock, mocking on Heaven's Door coming up here in uh, 20 minutes. But Fourier found some audio from now Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin where he was talking about what he views as the the ways to be able to have a successful offense. And, you know, some of them are not, uh, you know, reinventing the wheel, let's say. Uh, but Chicken Nick, if we can, let's tee up the uh, the six things that Todd Munkin brought up earlier because it does ultimately tie into where the Patriots can go this offseason. Good football still is surrounded by don't turn it over, be explosive, score touchdowns in the red zone, be good on third downs, don't have lost yards plays, and athletic quarterbacks that make off-schedule plays. The rest of it just falls into that. That's the analytical part. Mm. Seems really easy, huh? Seems easy. Seems easy. Like it's it's. It, first of all, it's a lot. Like if you said, does he think you you have to have all six of these traits? Like, do you have to have if you have if you if you only have five out of the six, are you a crappy offense, or do you have to have six out of the six? I don't know how many offenses have six of the six things that he listed. Okay, you can't turn the ball over. You got to be explosive. You have to score touchdowns in the red zone. You have to be good on third down. Uh, you don't have, uh, can't have lost yardage plays. Period, and you have to have an athletic QB who can make off schedule plays. Now, Gresh, the one thing about the number six, have an athletic quarterback who can make off schedule plays. 
In today's NFL world, when I hear somebody say have an athletic quarterback who can make off-schedule plays, I think about the elite runners. I don't think about a a guy that has good pocket presence. I don't think about a guy that it can extend a elite, playing. Elite runners at quarterback? Elite runners at quarterback. Okay, the, okay. The Justin right. Fields, the um, you know, Lamar Josh Jackson, Allen, Josh Lamar Allen, Jackson. guys like that. Right, right, right. That's what I think of. But I don't I, I mean, but I don't, I just don't agree with that. There's two of these uh, the the two ones that I think we both agree are not as important as the other ones is the be explosive and have an athletic quarterback. I'm not I don't buy in on you have to have an athletic quarterback. The other ones are obvious and the other ones that they talk about are things that the Patriots didn't do. Like they, they were just they, not only did they not do them, but they were freaking terrible at it. Like turning the ball over, uh scoring touches in, in the red zone, they were dead last. Being good on third down, they were like 27th. Um don't have lost yardage plays. They had penalties galore. They had offsides. They had just – it was terrible. Everything about their office was crap. So you should be pretty happy and, I guess, excited that they will probably be able to achieve all these things except number six and maybe number number four, which would be uh, be good on third down. That's what I would say. All right, so I don't think you necessarily need to be explosive nor have to have a quarterback – that can operate off schedule because you're putting things in place to keep you on schedule. And that feels like the, well, if we have this, we can break glass in case of emergency, all this kind of stuff. So Andy Hart brought up, and I know you and I touched on it briefly kind of at the end of the season, some of the things that you can do with Marcus Jones. So if the Patriots look at Marcus Jones and say, we want this guy to transition into some sort of role offensively. Yeah. What does that do in your opinion to the Patriots interest in Jacoby Myers? If they take Marcus Jones and move him to the other side, what does that do for Myers? If Jones is there, I don't think it changes anything. So you think their interest in Jacoby Myers is independent on it's more about him and the money than it is how they can kind of rearrange some of the the pieces a little bit. Let's say, yeah. Right? Best case scenario, what does um, Marcus Jones turn into? Like, who is he? What's what's a best case scenario comp for Marcus Jones? Like, what could he be? Is he a? Is he just a you know mm. Swiss Army knife of flexibility and versatility? Where he's in the backfield, he's in the slot. I mean, because when I think about it, what would I want him to be? What would I really need him to be? You would need him to be a guy who can run it maybe 50 times a year, catch 30 balls, and use him as much as a way to set things up with motion as it would to be actually getting the ball in his hands. Yeah, I just I wrote down change of pace. That's what I wrote down. I was like, okay, what do I want him to be? Just a change of pace. Like I know that any defense that that has to prep for me, prep for my team, is going to have to devote a certain amount of time for the Marcus Jones package and what he does. And it may be ten plays, it may be six plays, but they need to identify and spend time practicing against Marcus Jones. I mean, he's different. He's unique. You know, he's got his own set of uh, you know opportunities. That a team and will have to devote a period to. I mean, that listen. I know people may think, "Oh, what's the big deal?" But it, it may be eight plays that they should be working on run game, that they should be working on red zone, that they should be working on whatever. 
right, that you show them that you will run it and then he's successful at it, they will have to devote time to practicing against it. Okay, so how much does the evaluation of considering Marcus Jones on offense tie into what you think of him on defense? Do you agree with Hart's assessment that he's nothing more than an average corner? Yeah, well, I mean, it's his first year, though, too, so maybe he gets a little bit better. Um, um, so, I, I mean, I, when, even when I think about it, I was like, how much did I, really, did I really log in and just pay attention to Marcus Jones? I mean, he was a, a obviously a threat in the, in the kicking game, uh, and he's obviously shown that he, can, he has staying power because he can, he can produce for you. So I don't know about, about where he's going to be at defensively, um, well, let me ask you this. Can he be what Troy Brown was at one point in time? And I'm talking about Troy Brown later in his career where he had segued away from maybe being the 100-catch receiver that he was in, what was it, 99-01-2000, you know, right around there. Like, because Troy Brown would, you know you can count on him in the return game on special teams, and you know you could play him on defense even though – they probably used him a little too much on defense. Like, could you recreate a role for someone like Marcus Jones where the best way I could describe it is a little bit of this and a little bit of that, kind of like what Troy did towards the end of his career? Yeah, so now you're on to something. You know, and, and this, the Red Sox are all about position flexibility. That's their mantra this year. They have all these different players who, are, who have position flexibility where center fielders are playing shortstop and left fielders are playing right field, whatever. They're all over the place. To me, you want, you want to stay, uh, be, be a valuable commodity for the Patriots. Be able to do multiple things at a high level. They love that. They drool over guys like Marcus Jones. So he'll have a position, but he should be a primary what? Like he, when he steps into the office, Honestly, he goes to the defensive side. He should go because I would figure like for him, hey, line up over on the right. We're going to throw you the ball, catch it, and then run. Can I workshop something with you real quick? It's a little nerdy. Yeah. If you're a slot corner, does that help you translate to being a slot receiver on the other side or at least grasping things from a conceptual standpoint easier because – you have to think about what that slot receiver might do while you're defending a slot receiver. Well, no, I think naturally, naturally you would think there would be like that crossover, you mm-hmm. know, relationship with it. Um, you know, just knowing, hey, listen, when you can go inside, maybe you'll protect a little bit, especially on those option routes. Yeah, I would think because that's what Troy did. Troy never played out on the edge. I mean, hell, Edelman never played out on the edge because remember, Edelman played corner, uh, played on defense also. Um, got abused by Anquan Bolden, but still, uh, they both played that slot, you know, whatever, fourth, fifth corner, whatever the hell it was. I just feel like if I'm Marcus Jones, I'm a young player, I'm a defensive player first. If you want me, I'll do my special teams because it's easy. And then uh, if you want to use me as a change of pace back, change the pace, uh, you know, weapon, I'm good for that also. See, because here's the thing. I think whatever, if they go, if the Patriots go down this road, And they do decide to say, yeah, we're going to expand the role for Marcus Jones. We won't pigeonhole him and say he's this or that. He's going to be a little bit of everything. Then doesn't that, in theory, change either your free agent strategy where you might then consider, if I'm going to do this with Marcus Jones, maybe I don't need as much Jacoby Myers so I can go spend $8 million or $9 million on John Jones to have him come back and be in the mix at corner, 
Or if you're going to do that with Marcus Jones, does that mean a first or a second rounder is going to go to a corner that you think could come in here and play right away? Yeah, I don't think so. Think about it. If you're like Jacoby Myers and you're doing your negotiation and they're like, all right, well, fine, we'll just put Marcus Jones there. You're going to be like, okay, fine. You'll laugh. Or Jonathan Jones, okay, fine, we're just going to put uh, Marcus Jones in. All right, whatever, go ahead. Like, you're not threatened by that. Like, you're not, nobody's intimidating you with that possibility. You're, you, it's like they don't, no one's going to really believe it that it's going to be your go to guy. And free agents aren't worried about it either because Marcus Jones just, I feel like he just provides you options, flexibility. Hey, okay, I'm still going to set my roster up, but knowing if we really get in a bad situation, he can fill out on offense or defense. Can I ask you just a super quick question? I know we got to get yeah. to Billy, and then we're going to go mock, mock, mocking on Heaven's Door for some fun. A texter brought this up, 37937. Good question and an interesting point. Are the Patriots at all swayed because Jacoby Myers blew the end of the Raiders game? We know that Bill Belichick can be a little be a little vindictive. Hold a grudge. Hold a grudge just a little bit. Would that make him say, nah, in a big moment, this guy lost his mind, and now I don't want him? No, I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, didn't he kind of make up for it in the next game? He had a really good game the very next game. But no, then that, if that's the case, you need to think the same thing about Ramondre Stevenson because both of them had a part of that. They both played into that game. Well, but Ramondre was more productive than Jacoby and has shown a higher growth curve. I guess that would yeah. be the way I'd defend it, but I understand. And plus, Ramondre's still under contract for two more years. We don't yeah. have to worry no, about I'm it. a no. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Okay. I think they really like him. It was a very fair question, I yeah. think, to bring up, and I'm with you. I think they like him to a point. <laughs> well, four yeah. to a to a uh, contract level. To yeah. a decimal I like him point. At 10. I don't like him at fourteen. <laughs> there you go. The decimal point. Where is that at? Uh, the mocks have started. We're gonna go mocking, mocking, mocking. Coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Grash and Fourier. On WEEI. know how I know that Guns N' Roses is going back on a uh, world tour? I don't know if you saw uh, sure. this, Billy or uh, Chicken Nick. Uh, they sponsored a race car in the Daytona 500. They really? they They sponsored a race. It was the Guns N' Roses car oh, that was at Daytona over the weekend, and they I think there might have been a little bit of like product placement buying when it came to uh, mentioning that car, because they did a good job of being like, oh, here's the Guns N' Roses commercial, and here's the dates they might be until Axl Rose gets pissed and goes home. Like, you can't trust them to go on tour and actually go see them, because you don't know when Axl's going to wake up and be like, I hate these people, and then just leave. Yeah, there is a a couple questions. One, uh, how much do you think it costs to actually sponsor a car in daytona uh it's got to be that's like a big. super bowl commercial oh god no 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 it isn't you don't think it's that no, much no 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 it isn't no it isn't that much but at least a million dollars uh maybe it all see it's it's hard to tell in part because some of the bigger teams have season-long sponsors so, you know, like even guys like uh, Alex Bowman and people like that, like names you wouldn't recognize right away, they kind of have season-long sponsors. Like Kyle Busch used to be Eminem Mars. Now that's gone away, and I think he might have had like a, a pot dispensary or something on his car this time around. But some guys have consistent sponsorship, and then there are those who will do the one-offs, right? So a one-off yeah. for the Daytona 500 would cost more than, say, being at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. However, it's hard to kind of figure what those would be because it depends on what kind of race team it is. Uh, if it's, like, one of the teams that are really, like, you know, sucking hind teeth and, like, way sort of down the list and don't have a ton of money, you'd probably get a better bargain with them than it would be trying to go to, like, track house racing or something like that. According to motorsports.com, or motoracing.com, it's $30,000 for the low-ranked team. And it's $300,000 between for one and one. That would make sense. It would probably be no more than a couple hundred grand. And, you know, and I don't know if, like, commercials would come with that or whatever. But anyway, I found out the guns are going back out on tour again because there was the sponsorship of a race car. So that's how I figured that out, Foyer. And that gets us <laughs> into... The mock draft season, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if we may, uh, I am not going to besmirch all of the Chris Shimes of the world who are out there trying to, you know, make a buck and get ahead in life by coming up with their mock drafts or things like that and putting it on weei.com. And, you know, I know for a period of time that 
you know, maybe when Ken Laird was producing it, the Greg Hill Show did a list every day, right? Yeah. And all that stuff. So we're going to try to deal with mock drafters who have at least a little bit of credibility, who at least work for some people where, you know, like one of the mocks we have is from the 33rd team. I'm sure you're hip uh, to the 33rd team, Fourier. But that is like a Mike Tannenbaum and others production People who were in the NFL who would see things a little differently. Some of these are from uh, NFL.com or ESPN.com. You know, we're not doing uh, uh, Harry's Draft Service.net or something like that. And here's Harry's mock draft or whatever. Try to use some people that, you know, might have a shred of credibility. Recognize their names, too. Right. So let's uh, go mocking and start with this. Dan Jeremiah, with his second mock already, has the Patriots taking Oregon corner Christian Gonzalez. Hmm. All right, so interesting they went corner. Who wants to break down a Mr. Gonzalez from Oregon? Oh, I don't know if I'm there just yet. We got to at least get to the combine or whatever. But How does he have a, 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 a question? Is Listen, I will be ripping some of these mocks as we go. Oh, of course. I would expect how do you, you to. How do you have... So like so your your two your mock two point is it the same name? I'm curious do they, do they just keep it going the same name? Or oh no, these constantly changed, evolve. Right? No no no. The, and how could you have one already? Okay, that's fine. Well, It'll be at well, twelve. It's Dan Jeremiah. That's yeah, his okay. whole that's deal for NFL that's Network. Right. You're right. right. You're right. Bucky right, Brooks, Christian Gonzalez, quarterback. Who okay. to Bucky Brooks? <laughs> oh yeah, to Bucky Brooks yeah. or Bucky Brooks <laughs> of uh, NFL dot com. Uh, his first mock had Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame, headed to the Patriots. You go oh, ahead. that would be a lot of fun. Go ahead and poop all over that one. <laughs> no, I like I, that one. He's what? a monster. Well, I just like the player. He's a monster. But they're not going to do it. I was going mean, to say, that makes no sense. No, they won't do it at all. But it's it's a... Uh, I think people go, oh, they love tight ends. Yeah, but none of them were drafted in the first round. Well, actually, you have to go way back in the early 2000s you know, with the Dan Grahams and the you know, uh, Ben Watson's of the world. Uh, but otherwise, they're not wasting a pick on a first round. Who is the uh, kid from uh, USC that has been uh, mentioned with the pay? You mentioned the, uh, you mentioned, it was a Jordan Addison, I think it is, or something like that. Is that the kid from uh, USC? Mm. Thank you, uh, Chicken Nick. But you mentioned yes. him earlier. I didn't realize I was going to stone you there. Yeah, but definitely stoned. Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather have... Mayor at tight end join this team or a wide receiver like an Addison join this team? Like, basically, is there is there a way that if, say, Malcolm Jones has a little bit of a bigger role and maybe you keep Jacoby Myers, but you add yet another tight end to the roster, can Bill wow. O'Brien, like, make it all work? Sure. Yeah, that's why he's good. That's why he's that he's a he will definitely yes. <laughs> Imagine you have how much money would you have in tight ends just with the well with, with the, the Smith and the yeah. But when you think about it, Mayer would by far be the least paid guy, and I yeah. could look up the slot. But I mean, he probably wouldn't make more than a couple million bucks. It really wouldn't be. It, hell, look at it this way, Fourier. Remember we mentioned with Jonu Smith that he's got ten million coming to him in salary. But like six point two five of it is guaranteed. If you can get him to take the pay cut of the non guaranteed money, that would slide right into drafting Mayor, having another tight end, and then really being able to load up. 
just a thought. Yeah. Not no, that, that would, I'm with you. That they're would be a lot to. of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, Eric Edholm of uh, NFL.com, his first mock had, and they list him as a defensive back, Brian Branch of Alabama. Now, he is a safety. Uh, a l- I don't want to say like a little on the smaller side, but he, th- this dude is listed as a DB, this Brian Branch from Alabama. But let me ask you, Fourier, and I can't remember if we touched on this or not. We're not positionless on the back end of defenses yet, are we? Or are we getting pretty close to where maybe you need a corner, but if you have somebody else with some cover skills, you can take a safety and find a way to make it all work, a la what we just talked about with Bill O'Brien. And it's like, here's your set of skill guys. Do whatever it is that you do and plug them into the offense. Well, that's a good question. Uh, have they have they gotten to that point where I don't think so? Position? No, I, I mean... I still think that there's your your outside cover guys, your inside cover guys, and your safety cover guys. I feel like those are all different okay. body types. I do because the the the, the, the well, just look at the Patriots: the uh, Jabril Peppers, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips. They're not covering anybody in the outside unless that person is a tight end or a fullback. Well, that's what I was going to say: is it's either a back or a tight end. Like when you when you think about Kyle Duggar and the way he profiles. In terms of his size, size and things like that, he is to me that's a guy that you would match up on tight ends. Like, yeah. if, like if you had Michael Mayer on the other side, that's somebody that you would say to Kyle Duggar, "Are you can take care of him?" So you're you're right, and and I guess positionless as in maybe maybe where it's gone, Christian is corners and safeties are still corners and safeties. Yep. But they have a lot of transferable skills, and the coverage is really where it begins. Yeah, but I would still say, let's say you have, you, I think the hybrid is a mix between the, those two positions. So you have the hybrid can be the corner safety hybrid, and then you can have the linebacker safety, uh, safety hybrid, hybrid. Which is, I think, much more prevalent given yeah. some of the t- Now, this guy, Branch, is listed at six foot one ninety five. And he's a safety. I'll be honest with you. There's another safety from uh, Texas A&M, and I'll dig up. Uh, I'll dig up his name here in moments. Who is? I want to say he's like six three, about two oh five, two ten, and specifically lined up as a slot corner at times as a safety. To me, that's the real unicorn. When you know you can, when you can have a three-down safety on the back end of your defense, but know that if you need him to match up with someone in a slot, you can get away with it or a tight end. Yeah, that to, to me, that's the real unicorn. So uh, Lance Zierline of uh, NFL.com, he mocked Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia to New England. I don't want to say that's low-hanging fruit, but that's also about roundabouts. Where at this point. Broderick Jones is being mentioned of being drafted somewhere in that 13 to like 18 range. Okay, so I like uh, – so the only real outlier so far – I know you have two more guys. Yeah, two yeah. More, you have a Tom Shea and a 33 team. So, so far, if I take the tight end out as the outlier, you're really looking at, you know, DBs and – And offensive linemen. linemen, which is about right for this group, right? Yeah, yeah. Cynthia- which you need both. You do. Cynthia Freeland did her mock, and uh, she had Brian Branch of Alabama, the 33rd team, as I mentioned. They did their 3.2 mock. I don't exactly know what that means, but they've been (laughs) mocking for a while. 
They also have Brian Branch of Alabama. And then Todd McShay's mock, most recent one, I think this was 1.0 for uh, McShay. Joey Porter Jr., corner from Penn State. Hmm. Is that any relation to Joey Porter, the outside linebacker and coach from the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is that am I is that Hench, the same Hench Jr. Wow, uh, okay, good. Well you never know. It's it's a tip it seems like a typical name. Yeah, so the theme to me is now, uh we said earlier in the show, at least I did, that that they need to go get themselves. They don't need another young offensive lineman. Definitely not in the first round. Don't waste your pick on a first-round offensive lineman, go get a veteran. You already did that last year. So I don't think their pick is going to be an offensive lineman wow. in the first round. I, I don't would, think so. I'm not ruling it out at all, in part because of the cost savings. No, you know, I know, but you need you need uh, consistency, and you need kind of need a sure thing, Crash. That's, well, that's the way I look at it. But don't you think that some of these guys, like Tristan Wirfs, right? That was a guy drafted, played right away. No, that was the year that I think Tampa won the championship, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been Wirfs' rookie year, uh, if I got that right. But there have been first-round. back years, though? No, but there have been first-round offensive linemen. Well, again, look at here. here's part of the reason why I say that. Number one. I don't think they love drafting wide receivers in the first place, and I don't think it's a, you know, they're not going to go back into the first round, I don't think, a wide receiver. But when you think about the two positions that they probably need the most, you'd love to add a corner, and you'd love to add an offensive tackle. What would, let's just say, what would Jonathan Jones cost you to bring him back? He made $7 million last year. You're going to pay $10 million to bring him back? And then conversely, if you're going to go high-end shopping at offensive line, that's at least a $10 million purchase, you would think. Easily. So that's why for New England, if you're looking at your first round and you're like, do I want to pay, let's even go $12 million for a tackle, or do I think I can identify a guy like I have in the past very successfully and save myself probably $7 million in salary? Because you figure a young guy comes in at 14, I don't know, we'd have to look up the slot. It's probably about $3.5 million. Well, whatever, Actually, whatever no. Mac Jones is making. He was 14. There you go. There you go. So you can look at the Mac Jones contract, see what he was maybe making in the rookie year, and that's about what, I mean, uh, what was it? Cole Strange was like $2.2 million this year or something like that, and he was an end of the first round pick. So even if you double it, if, and if you think you can pick a guy, which they've proven they can, why wouldn't you save $7 million on your offensive line to reinvest elsewhere? Yeah, no, I mean, this is um, this is why I kind of, like, there's always some guy that says, ah, let me throw in something that, let me throw in a tailback. No, they're not getting a tailback. I don't think they're getting a tight end. They need, they need cover guys, and they need an offensive lineman. Chicken Nick and got numbers. Go, what do you got on Mac? I heard- so the 14th pick is slated at 3.197 for the first year salary cap hit. It's oh. a total of $17 million. Okay, so think about that. If you signed a tackle in free agency, it might cost you $17 million in guaranteed money just in like year one. Uh-huh, yeah. So when you start to look at the the... Because, again, what have the Patriots been really good at in terms of drafting in the first round? Lines of scrimmage. I'm not ruling out a defensive lineman, by the way. Not at all. Depending on how that board falls and those deep, there's some high-end defensive linemen, 
I wouldn't rule out line of scrimmage because arguably it's your biggest savings. And the Patriots have proven third round, fourth round, undrafted. They find corners. They always have. Well, I mean, you can say the same thing about the offensive linemen. They find offensive linemen. They find – I mean, they're good at – listen, they, they hit on more than they miss, in my opinion, in, in all – on both sides of the ball. I feel like they do. If you if you were to load up and add up all their – you know, the guys that they were taking a flyer on to see if they can turn into something, I feel like they hit more than they miss. Okay, there are those guys, right? So you have, uh, like, Mike Onwenu. He was yeah. a he was a sixth rounder. Connor McDermott. Okay, you can find those guys, but you just mentioned Connor McDermott. It, everybody says, "Oh, you can find them." How long did it take him to even get Connor McDermott in there just to survive for five games? And he was a, and he was a disaster at first. I mean, it, flat out disaster. Right. So why wouldn't you take something that is a little more certain? Like there are people who just don't like the pick of Cole Strange. But yeah. if you look at what Cole Strange gave this team this year, again, I wanted to do the work and I never did. I bet you he's in the top 10 of snaps played to first-round picks of everybody in the NFL. And you know what that means? It means you made a pretty good pick. Now, I know offensively they weren't great, and the guy isn't perfect. Everybody thinks, oh, you got to draft these uh, all-pro guys right away as rookies. And it's like, no, yeah. there's a growth process. But, but think about it. Mankins, uh, yeah. Matt White was a second-round pick. You know, you've had a you've had a bunch of guys over the year. Isaiah Wynn was okay. That's the one that people can you know maybe quibble with, but I don't know. I just think there's something there. And if Devin McCourty doesn't come back quickly, Christian, if McCourty yeah. doesn't come back, and he told Chris Price on his podcast that he's got a plan and he's going to wait closer to free agency, which means he isn't going anywhere. To me, that means he's negotiating. However, if McCourty leaves then doesn't safety in the first round have to be a play or come into play? No, I think it will come into play, but it's still not your first priority, at least not in my book. Even if D-Mac leaves? Yeah. Okay. No, but I think they need to convince him to stay. Maybe we can talk about that tomorrow. But, um, no, I, I, it's still not the number one priority for me, even if he leaves, because you have coverage back there. You still have coverage with Duggar and Phillips. I mean, you still have guys and Peppers. You still have that area somewhat kind of, you know, solidified in a way as opposed to some of the other positions where you're really weak and naked. Antonio Johnson is the safety from Texas A&M that we're going to have to start digging in on a little bit. I think there there could be something there. And I'm looking at just quickly Matt Miller of ESPN. He did a uh he did a like rating of players in terms of true first round grades. I think he only ended up giving 19 players real first-round grades, really? and there'll be 31 selected in the first round. So it is something to keep an eye on as we uh, get ready to head into the Combine. Are You Done? Brings it home next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Watch. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Us love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. Are You Done is sponsored by our great friends at Unified Office. If you run a business, you know the rough impact the labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing incoming customer calls and revenue. Learn more at unifiedoffice.com. Billy Lanny, are you done? I am not done. This is going to be quick and easy. On this day in 1980, this happened. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow. Up to Schultz, five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Wild. Mm, Absolutely wild. Wasn't alive for it. Uh, This happened just a little before my time. But a million documentaries. The movie Miracle is awesome. Just a a wild sports story, man. On tape delay, I do believe. It was. I'll tell you what, as far as um, greatest calls ever in any sporting event, if you're going to do a list... That's got to be your top three, right? As far as just, yes! yes, yes, just that alone. I'm trying to think of anything else that compares because to Al that. Michaels probably didn't have it scripted. Right, no, he did not there have it scripted. No need yes. to have it scripted because nobody thought it was ever going to happen. And even and to your point, you mentioned the the movie Miracle. So they had Al Michaels do that. They had him. They wanted to see him like they asked him to redo it live. Like, hey, do it the same way you did it all those years ago. No, I can't. And he couldn't do it multiple times. They tried, and they said, just use the same sound from when we did it live. And that's eventually what they ended up doing. I had a great call when UMass broke like a twenty-seven game oh, losing yeah? streak in football. <laughs> it's up there. How do we get our hands on that? I don't know. Those documents are sealed, Billy. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on! I'll use a fern on this date. <laughs> Are you done? Are, are you done? Yes, sir. Are you done? Uh, Chicken Nick, are you done? I'm not done. Gresh, I know you're a big UFC guy. Love it. I don't know if you saw this video over the weekend, but some dude held up a sign that says, Hey, Dustin, your oh, wife's yeah. in my DMs. And Dustin Poirier beat the guy. Basically du- just beat him down. Dustin I can't Poirier, of- who has beaten Conor McGregor, who has fought some of the best in UFC, you insulted a There's man. nothing dumber. Who has cauliflower ears? Uh, again, nothing dumber as, than uh, I can't even think of the word right now. I going don't even get a it. UFC fighter. I don't. Do you have a death I, wish? I do, I don't get it. I don't Provoking. get it That's one bit. Fourier's laughing because he's a badass from Cali, so he would no, take no, him. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, the the best thing, the best like uh, you know red flag that God gave us was identifying really dangerous people with messed up ears mm-hmm. you roll into a situation and Don't. this guy starts talking starts talking smack to you he's doing it for a reason yep. you look at his ears you know he these guys used to fighting he wants just to walk go. away yep it's like just like it's a quick identifier that you're not gonna win i don't care how badass you think you are this guy's gonna put you into a pretzel you know turn you into a pretzel and then like they slam dunk you outside so no doubt no i love the cauliflower ear Personal. are you done are, are you done are you done <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, are you done? No, real quickly. So, listen, the NBA All-Star Game uh, was uh, last weekend, and nobody liked it. It sucked. So the ratings came out for the 2023 NBA All-Star Game, drew a 4.59 million viewers, making it the least watched edition of the game on record. Is anyone surprised by that? Uh, No. I mean, it's still, I guess, if you're comparing it to maybe the NHL All-Star Game, which I can't remember what the ratings were for that. I feel like this is the same scenario that happened with the NFL when they they, re- they got the ratings back for an, for one of these games in Hawaii and it was so bad it was an obvious sign that they needed to do something different to kind of change things up. I'm not sure if the NBA will actually you know you know take this as a sign to maybe play horse instead of an actual glorified uh, layup line with 4.9 million viewers. It's still kind of a lot, I guess, when you break it. No, but still, it's it's not as still... high as it should be. Are you Should done? Be higher. Are, are you done? Are you I done? am done. Uh, yes. I will be done in 10 seconds because mine is going to blow your mind. Quarterback Paxton Lynch, ladies and gentlemen, is the only quarterback in the history of professional football to have been benched in the NFL, the CFL, the XFL, and the USFL. Come on. Quick thought. And, I don't even know what to say. Uh, and that's why we are done. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, Andrew Raycroft will join us to talk some hockey tomorrow. Uh, Providence College, UConn, who knows? Maybe we'll do a couple minutes on it. I know uh, Coop took some creative license with our photos and did the old Ash <laughs> Wednesday on us uh, yep, at the Real Gresh on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Celtics, Indiana, Bruins in Seattle, and that is it for us. Chicken Nick and Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Foyer and I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Jones and Mego are next. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.